Hello, I'm Phil Svitak, 360 Creative Coach. And in this episode, I want to tackle uh, a simple and yet obvious truth, but a powerful truth that I don't think we talk about enough. And that's this idea that treating people and more specifically employees like shit is not innovation. Now, before I really break this down and, and, and the importance of it and why it really does matter, uh, I want to take the opportunity to invite you to subscribe if you haven't already. That way you get all the various lessons and episodes that I put out right when I put them out. Thank you if you just did, and thank you if you already were. It really means a lot to me. So the reason why it's like, it's such a no-duh type of statement, you know, treating employees like shit is not innovation. But the reason it matters is because like that, in a large sense, that kind of happens way too often, whether it's through um, not have, you know, just, just a shitty minimum wage or just, you know, wage in general, um, working hours and, you know, how they're utilized, breaks, um, vacation days or lack thereof, um, you know, the, the, just the simple idea that uh, in order to balance the books, companies go to layoffs, that's kind of treating employees like shit, right? So there's any number of ways that this can take. Um, yelling at your employees, um, you know, I don't think it's any sort of surprise or coincidence that burnout is becoming more prevalent and talked about because, you know, as we are more connected you know, via our devices, it's like even, and especially now during like this pandemic, we're at home. And so it's like, th- there's not really a time to unplug from work. And so in a weird sense, there's this way, like if a, if, if a boss sends you an email at nine o'clock at night, it's like, okay, is it urgent or can it really wait till tomorrow morning? And it's like, oh, well, what, you know, and, and it just becomes a weird slippery slope. And, and that is to me, a form of treating employees like shit, just thinking that they should almost get back to you. I don't know, you know, even if, even if like the employee themselves chooses not to respond at nine o'clock, um, I, I just know enough bosses that they'll be like, oh, this, this person doesn't take his work seriously if, if th- that employee answers the email the next day, as opposed to like, you know, nine o'clock that night or whatever the case may be. And it's like, that's, that's pretty shitty. And so in that sense, just anything that you can think around like toxic work culture, certainly, you know, racism and sexism fall into to this uh, aspect. You know, that's not innovation. And it's, and it's sad, you know, and so you kind of have to really consider that. And, you know, we don't, we can't move forward on certain things until we state the obvious. And I don't, I don't think we've stated the obvious and really, you know, I think we inherently feel that, but we really need to make it clear that treating employees like shit is not innovation in any regard. You know, I, I heard a story, uh, Pixar, right? And they do this. Every time uh, a movie does well, everyone gets a bonus. And I'm just talking about the people that work on the movie itself. I'm talking about all the animators that just work for the company in general get a bonus, Right. And it goes even beyond them, the cafeteria people um, and so forth, because the people that work for the company in that building, they're 
their whole unit, and they're all responsible for the success or failure of a movie. And so if a movie does well, everyone deserves a bonus. And I thought that, that that's just such a great way to look at it. And we need more of that. Um, you know, we need to we, we need to look to examples like this, and there are plenty. You know, uh, there's democratic, democratically run companies that are thriving. So, if you, you know, as we continue in business culture, I, I think we need to really innovate what business culture is and how to go about it. You know, um, what's interesting to me in that respect as well, it, it it's kind of fun. There's a nuanced version, right, where... Um, there will be people, um, however well-intentioned, that, that say, you know, that, that try to create a culture of love, but it's really kind of from a selfish standpoint of love, it, it, meaning it's a performative love. It's like, it, it, it's an unspoken thing where, you know, they love you until you, you stop producing results, where the real love, you know, sort of you want of a boss and within your company is if you're, let's say, you know, in, in a point in life where just things are going bad, let's, um, you know, let's say someone tragically died or, I don't know, you're going through a divorce or something or other, right? You can name anything, really, even, even just COVID right now. Like, if your performance is not as it, as it normally is, uh, rather than kind of berate you and be like, hey, your performance is down, uh, more so approaching it from the standpoint of, hey, I noticed your performance is down. What's, are you okay? What's going on in your life? How can we help? Right? So it's a whole different, it's a, it's a subtle thing. It might seem like it's the same thing, but it's not because one, you're caring about the person. Uh, the other, you're really caring about the results. And so one's a, a selfish conditional love versus, you know, one that is truly selfless and really cares about the employee. Now, of course, you know, within a company, it's, it's a fine thing where like at the end of the day, you are a company and things like that. Uh, and, and you have to have results and you have to do X, Y, and Z. But I think, you know, I, I've spoken about this idea that we over-index rugged individualism. And it's interesting to me, uh, in the world, world of finance, a lot of times, like people, let's say, um, uh, investors or so forth, uh, brokers and whatever you want to term them, a lot of times if they have a series of good like a winning streak, they might get poached by somebody else. Now, usually if they go by themselves, um, it takes like three to five years. And this is like uh, studies. I was introduced to studies like this through like Adam Grant's work, if you're interested in learning more about it. But, you know, the idea is that uh, that they think that their success was their own. And so they can't really replicate and get back to that pinnacle where they were for like three to five years. Whereas the, the people that take kind of their group, you know, let's say their secretary or, um, you know, their numbers guy, whatever the case may be, if they take their team, then, then they can replicate that success. And what it goes to show is that there's that interconnectivity that we just undervalue and that, that is truly needed. So we need to stop over-indexing rugged individualism and instead look at the greater, greater whole and understand we are part of all of this. And so to be purely result driven, like if someone's having even, let's say like, uh, you know, three months worth of just like personal stuff and they're not performing as, as well as they could in their job, 
if you know in your heart of hearts that they are a hard worker and they're just going through something, uh, you know, you kind of you kind of hang in. And it's almost like, to me, it's like investing in people. And I've, in my life, when I've invested um, you know, in people, and for me, it's more like on the friendship side than like a business side, but when I've invested in people in terms of the friendship side and have been forgiving and knowing that, you know, things, people go through certain things in life, then, um, then it's strengthened that friendship um, and, and, and so forth. You know, in fact, there, there's a person in my life who like, I haven't, you know, I, I've went above and beyond kind of in the past couple of months. And like now just to get a response via text is like non-existent, you know, let alone a phone call or any other sort of communication. And rather than be upset about it, I'm like, okay, you know, whatever's going on in your life, whether real or just perceived, um, must be dire. And so my heart goes out to you and I hope you solve it. Right? Rather than being like, what the fuck? You know, you're not responding to me, blah, blah, blah. And so it starts with us as individuals um, of how we carry it. But, in that, and I think that's how it all, um, you know, gets rolled up into this, into company culture and so forth. You know, um, there's an interesting kind of uh, notion that Emmanuel uh, Acho said. You know, when we think of like dominoes falling, you know, let's say like a hundred dominoes. What's interesting when you really break it down is the first domino, if we look at this in terms of like metaphorically as people, is not interested in reaching the the hundredth domino. It's only interested in in affecting the domino in front of it, right? And then that domino is only interested in affecting the domino in front of it. And so the point being that just just make positive changes within your own circle and that will reverberate. And so when we talk about this idea of company culture and you know this idea that we have to stop the toxic work environment that you know treating employees like shit is not innovation uh, affect the circle you know that 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 is your circle and that's how good things happen. And that's how you know we crop up uh, you know, positive examples like a Pixar. And that's just one of many that I can think of. Um, but we, you know, we, we tend to gravitate towards the bad and we need to highlight the good um, within our own life um, and also within kind of culture, right? So that's the power we hold and we can kind of affect that change. And that's, you know, that, that excites me. It really does. So, and, and be mindful of when you're really kind of, you know, in your own life, whether it's for freelance work or other stuff, if you're utilizing someone just for the result um, and feigning love, or if you actually care about that. And listen, you know, if you're out front with them and like, hey, it is just, you know, especially like a freelance gig that's like a short-term thing, you know, yeah, obviously you're just going for a more, more results thing. And so you don't necessarily have to build that relationship. But at the end of the day, why be, just be robots? So... Anyway, these are things I'm thinking of, um, and, you know, I thought it'd be worth sharing because, you know, I think, I think they are stuff that can resonate with you, and I hope that they do. Um, I hope you kind of think about these things. Feel free to ask questions about these things, offer up some opinions about these things, 
uh, please, please do. I don't. I want to have a discussion about this very deep and serious subject. So comment down below or hit me up on social media at Phil Svitek and let's continue the conversation. I would uh, certainly appreciate it as I would also appreciate if you think there's someone in your life that would benefit from hearing these words, please share it with them. Like I said, I, it would mean a lot to me as I hope it does for them ultimately. And uh, thank you and I hope to see you next time.